Ignition sequence starts. Six, five, four, three, Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. Well, when radars at the Washington National Airport at Andrews Air Force Base, both close to the nation's capital, picked up UFOs, the sightings beat the Democratic National Convention out of headline space. They created such a furor that I had inquiries from the Office of the President of the United States and from the press at Loudoun, Ottawa, and Mexico City. A junior-sized riot was narrowly averted in the lobby of the Roger Smith Hotel in Washington when I refused to tell U.S. newspaper reporters what I knew about the sightings. This is our continuing report on the unidentified flying flying objects by Edward Rupel. And joined today again, Dr. Bill. Hello. How are you, buddy? Hey, how you doing? Hey. Living the dream as always. It's still hot. It's the state is still on fire. Oh yeah, it's um, heading towards uh, Tahoe. I saw. Yeah, it's over. The, it's up by uh, Placerville. It's luckily not coming toward Cameron Park, but uh, it's going the other way. Um, but it's I don't know how contained it was. It was only it was zero for the longest time. But you have so many assets here. Grass Valley's on fire. I think um, even Sonora. Uh, just got started. Just got a fire this week, not too long ago. So wow. it's wow. We have several Northern California fires. Uh, this is this is pretty extreme. We've always had. Well, when I was out there, we, there was always having a fire in California here and there. But this is crazy. But Debbie and I were talking about it. It feels like somebody's doing this on purpose. I mean, where does it? Well, it is dry, and does it just spontaneously happen, or? Well, I don't know. You're the scientist. I don't know what's going on, but the uh, um, when we were growing up, they had the was it the CCP that used to do brush clearing in the forest? Yeah, the civilian conservation PCC conservation CCC civilian conservation, and that's where like kids, high school, college kids could get summer work. Yeah, and you go out there, and it was hard work, and they come out and they do brush clearing. I don't even know if they do that anymore. And I saw something. I don't know if it's true because I saw it on the internet. Um, that the, it is true. It yeah, is it is true. true. It's it is not true. On the internet. It's on the internet. Um, that said that there was, uh, they stopped doing like uh, the brush remediation for, because ecological groups were suing the state to not do it anymore. So all this brush buildup and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know if that's what's going on. Um, it's, it's, seems more extreme than I remember when, when I was growing up there and you, you've been there the whole time. So I don't know. It says it seemed more extreme to you with all these fires. Yeah, it's, it's extreme now. I mean, you just, I think like you said, did they discontinue clearing brush or, I mean, that's all they did was do those types of work. Well, yeah. And then they would do, there was like, there was always fire roads and uh, brush clearing, Oh, because they do yeah, the fire road, and then you clear the brush like a hundred, hundred yards or a hundred feet. I can't remember from from the road, and uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? California does things its uh, own crazy way these days. Well, so, it's on fire. Yeah. We got smoke down here, down in the Sacramento oh. area, and it's not heavy. I mean, it's not in ninety five. You know, I know certain people and groups are sensitive to it. I'm not. 
Well, you saw uh, I, I saw those pictures. Was it last year where the sky was red there? Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, shocking. It's doing that this year too. Oh, uh, it's it's so commonplace now that it doesn't even oh. it, it doesn't <clears throat> even you know rate any any you know, any comment. News. Yeah, now it's just on fire again. It's smoky again. So right. Oh, when hey, I would have, when I went up to the foothills last weekend, though it was clear up there. But uh, now they're on fire, so I don't know. What, you know. All right, what's up? Mm. Hey, did you watch the finish watching the UFO thing by Abrams? Yes, I, I watched all the episodes. Of did the I do too? What would you think of it? I thought it was pretty awesome. It was a new. It, it's all the people we knew: Chop and Repelled. And that, yeah, that was that was and, the first one. Yeah. Know, and then, you know, through all of the episodes, it was, you know, it was more or less what we already know, but it was portrayed in a uh, much better uh, cinematography and um, more thoughtful research, it seemed like, than what I'm used to from Showtime's UFO, alien oh, oh, exploits, <clears throat> you know, but uh, they did a good job. J.J. Uh, Abrams is a, like one of my favorites. Well, yeah, they so, did the uh, the project production values were really high. Um, how did he come? Do you know? Have you read anything? How did he come about doing something like? No, this I have stuff? no idea. I think it's it's he's the executive producer, so he's executive producers the one who makes the money, <laughs> who gets the profit, and yeah. uh, probably watches the budget, and then he probably just hired other people to do it and put it together, and then approved everything. Yeah. So I don't know, um, but he sort of—I mean, his movies sort of have some of the older ones and uh, have like the alien type Spielberg. He's sort of like a junior Spielberg, and so yeah. it's, so there's that interest there. Um, would you think of the third one where they were talking about the disinformation? Well, it's you know one of those things is it's you know we need to <laughs> it's something that we fight as we talk about this all the time it's you know the debunking is, well there's you know, going on. yeah i thought it was interesting <laughs> it was sort of funny because this guy was i don't know who this this one guy they're talking about uh i guess they drove this other guy crazy or something and uh um because of the secret air force programs and i don't know if they mentioned the f-117 stealth fighter which isn't a fighter it's a mini yeah. bo mini yeah. bomber fighter bomber yeah, yeah but i remember i remember in like 1985 there was a crash of one and they sealed off the site and people were speculating that it was a ufo crash <clears throat> yeah but i don't know if it was the circles i moved in at the time but uh, everybody I, I felt everybody knew that it was the stealth program everybody people knew about the stealth program uh they just didn't know what the final configuration looked like so it's like the yeah. it just bugged me when I was looking at that where they're talking about um, you know the 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 misinformation disinformation to to hide the stealth program. I'm going, wait a minute. I mean, I thought everybody knew about the stealth program. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, well, and then you know these things crash. I mean, when an F one seventeen or anything with you know that they have that um, coding, they have this. Yeah, the, radar yeah. resistant coating. And when that stuff burns, you don't want to be anywhere near mm. it. It's it'll fuck kill you. Yeah. Yeah, it's just bad. It might not kill you, but it'll fuck you up. Oh yeah. That's so uh, you know, it's just uh that's the reason why they have an absorbent amount of 
you know, it probably was unusual because they cleared an area that was, you know, a million miles away. Well, you know, they didn't want, they didn't want anyone like a Soviet spy going in there, take a piece of it. And then, you know, what the, you know, Mm -hmm. you can, you can analyze, you can um, reverse engineer it. So, yeah, that was interesting. And then another thing that I, they, that I, thought was interesting that that they brought in that guy and i looked him up james carrion who used to be involved in uh, mufon and he got he got involved in it after he heard about the uh, gulf breeze six and the convention that was in uh, florida pensacola florida 1989 but he um he he believes that everything about ufos is a different disinformation campaign at this point and he got upset because Bigelow, you talked about this in your um, show with Debbie about Skinwalker. Skinwalker, yeah, yeah, yeah a little segue in a Skinwalker. Yeah. And uh, about Bigelow and Bass. And I didn't know, and they were, I guess, this 22 million that went to the uh, ATIP program that Harry Reid had gotten went into, uh, went to Bigelow and to, went to Bass. And then Bass was, wanted to give. Or I guess they did. I don't know if they did or didn't. They didn't say in the the TV show. Fifty k a month, fifty thousand dollars a month for a twelve year project for them to have like uh, uh, to fund teams to investigate UFO reports. Right. Uh, I thought it would have been interesting to uh, what happened with that. Nothing. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. It vaporized. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, we found, it seems we found everything we're going to find. <laughs> you know, I mean, we could say, you know, like you said, I mean, it's, we seem to have, we just can't, we don't have the technology to go any, at the moment, we don't have the technology to go forward with yeah. uh, investigations. But I mean, as we read the book and then this chapter, I know we're going to do a pre-deal, but. Yeah, yeah. And then this know, is, they, this is uh, the Washington sightings. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, that was a big. Yeah, that was a big deal. Well, that but, that was that was a big deal because I was looking in the. Uh, they didn't let Rupelt investigate it. Yeah, and that's weird. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's really, yeah, but like you said, you had the Harry back to the your other. Oh yeah. Uh, deal Harry Reid. Remember, he's hooked up with. He's he's a supporter Elizondo, saying yep. that he was you yep. know uh, who he was in ATIC, I think. Yep, and yep. Um, you know he's stating that you know he's supporting Elizondo's um, you know reporting of what he can report on um, the UFO situation, but still we haven't um, we haven't gotten any further. We're not I mean, we're not seeing anything. <coughs> Excuse me, but and then they had uh, um, what did they have? They had. Um, I know it was weird that one guy at MUFON got upset because uh, Bigelow was trying to give MUFON money to do investigations. That didn't really make sense to me. And uh, I don't think they did a great job of sort of like, they sort of like threw this show sort of like threw stuff out and left you to make your own yeah. sort of inter- interpretation. Well, they, because we, they don't really, Bill, they don't have any answers. Like yeah. most of the things they don't, we don't have a definitive close. We don't have closure. Yeah, we're 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 you know we're finding and you know another thing with you know with the book I know the, we do want to discuss Skinwalker, but the book I mean they're to be able they're picking up these things on radar throughout 
at least as far as we've gotten so far. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do we not get these things on radar now? We're only able to get them in the 50s, but we can't get them No, they, the, the, um, the Nimitz and the – oh, there, there's, a, there's the one – this sightings off of Jacksonville, off of Florida, and the sightings by the carrier group off of San Diego or, or Baja, California. Those ones all saw this stuff on radar. The, the TikTok and the uh, gimbal video. So I right. sent I sent you a um, a thing yeah. from uh, Leto who was analyzing, reacting to Lieutenant Graves' presentation. There was a like a meeting where they're talking about UAPs as flight hazards, and I think I think this Lieutenant Ryan Graves was the uh, he might have been the guy that filmed the the gimbal video, but I'm not sure. And he was, he, I mean, so that was interesting because they are seeing that the military is seeing, they're getting radar contact and they're getting visual contact as has been seen by their cameras and their pilots. So, yeah, so that's the, the I think the consensus is um, that there is something going on, as we saw with the Galileo project. And apparently there's other projects that are um, trying to take pictures and analyze spectra and whatnot of UAP. So it's. I think it's finally stepped into because of uh, Reed and Elizondo and uh, who's the other Mellon, Chris Mellon. Right. It's it's now mainstream, and the um, <coughs> man. It's the uh, oh. Let me do this. I got a fan on. Let me turn it off. That's probably making me cough. And the. Um, these guys sort of have mainstreamed the idea that UAPs, UFOs, are worthy of investigation and, and open discussion without ridicule. So, but this, the third series of this UFO documentary implied that all this stuff is like black ops, you know, black op, you know, secret government flight testing. But in the report, they said that the was released to Congress. They were saying that this was not government programs that they were seeing in the 144 sightings that they they reported right. as unknown. So there's that. Yeah, they have no definitive answers to this. Mm-hmm. They continue to today. They continue to track. I guess you said they continue to. They just pop up on radar. I mean, these things are coming up on. You know, they see them on airport radar back in the day does this not come up in airport radar anymore do they just i don't know um i don't know how the systems work um there is there's something weird about the the modern radar systems that if you don't have a transponder the the software doesn't necessarily see you right um so a craft without a transponder, the airport radar may not even show up for the operator to see. So I think there's, I don't know how these modern systems operate anymore, but I, I do know, that, I do that know that the fighter G on flight radar, that little tic tac looking thing that was cruising around the oh, fire, yeah. which was, unde- well, it had, it finally had a designation, but it wasn't, it, you could make it have a designation, but there was, there was nothing there. Might have been and a drone. Was, was it a drone? You think it could have been a drone? I suppose because it just looked. It was funny because it looked like a tic tac, but it, I'm sure it wasn't a UFO. It was probably. You mean uh, that as it was flying around? Did you see it or did it? Uh... 
it or it was, was it, just a drone i mean it just looked like a it did you did you see it no i didn't see it i oh. saw it on flight radar it okay. was up in El, it was eldorado county yeah i saw that it was just like zipping around this one area but it, probably- it would go what it would like this it was so fast though it would like disappear from one and then pop to the next one that could have been the program huh. you know that made it look it does that sometimes with planes too yeah like make but, it look like it's jumping from one uh area to the next but it's it's, it's, it's the software okay you know, yeah i didn't whatever. i didn't know what it was I, my impression it was it it was it flying around a fire yeah but it was it, it was weird though because it what it is is when you click on on flight radar you click on it or you tap it and it gives the designation of the aircraft the faa number i don't have the upgraded version where it gives you everything but generally it'll give you if you click on something it'll give you the general information of the aircraft even military oh okay and uh and it just it didn't give any but it was weird because it was like zigzag it didn't have usually they circle the fire and they do this this thing was like all over the place which would could mean like your drone theory could be yeah i mean we had uh we had a neighbor that disappeared disappeared oh they never found your neighbor no no i don't know what happened with the guy it's terrible no I, the guy I, that had the, the illness? Yeah, the guy was, uh, he had some sort of, uh, I think, neurodegenerative disease that was affecting his health. And he went for a walk and disappeared. And the local sheriff was flying a drone around uh, a lot to, <clears throat> to look for him. And so, I don't know if that, I don't think that would have showed up on radar. It was too low. <clears throat> so, um. So yeah, I, maybe it was a helicopter. I don't know. It's weird. Could have been yeah, a. Yeah, it was bizarre. Yeah, you needed to go out there and look for it. I'm not going to the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want to go to the fire. No, no. I don't even like to smoke that much. I don't think I'll. Uh, no. Yeah, I got fire. I, I was involved in a fighting a fire years ago, and uh, we got encircled and had to run out through sort of a gap, through a gap in twin walls of flames that were closing in on us. Is this so, where you were now at your house? No, this was this was years ago. This was in Utah. So. Oh well. Yeah. So. <clears throat> but so Skinwalker. Skinwalker, I think, is a bo- whole load of crap. <laughs> um, Debbie and I would probably agree. We we every time we get a chance to talk about, it, yeah, it's Oak Island. It's nonsense. I think it's complete nonsense. I am. Um, I watched a documentary. I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was by that guy um, that I think he did the the guy that had uh, that actor that would talk and say, "Oh, and yeah, the mystery." Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke with the Bob Lazar. Yeah, go, yeah. Where did this? Yeah, but Debbie's like, I can't even watch this. And it's like, where's and the, that guy? I can't remember his name. I should remember his name, but but he did that documentary. He did a Skinwalker documentary, which was pretty good. And they talked with uh, George Knapp, who was involved in that and stuff. And one of the things they mentioned during this um, um, things, they go, Skinwalker Ranch is an island in a reservation. I'm like, what? This doesn't yeah. make this doesn't make sense. How is there an island of of private property in an Indian reservation? Well, you go and you look at the the Uinta Indian Reservation, and it's. Um, it's sort of got like holes chopped in it. Right. And what happened is that the, the reservation was given to the Uintah Indians. 
And then um, legislative lawfare was waged against the tribe that allowed people, the state and the county, to buy land that they designated as not being utilized. Oh, really? Oh, it's insane. If you look at a satellite map of that uh, of the reservation, you know where the best land in that reservation is? Best ranch oh. land? Skywalker Ranch. Oh, really? Yeah. You look, go in and look at the, the Uintah Reservation and the best grazing land, green, it's on the river, and smack in the middle of this reservation and it's Skinwalker Ranch. So, I saw that. I go, uh-oh, this is not good. Uh, another thing that bothered me about these documentaries and the uh, the show is that they got these guys that are uh, gusset up in uh, combat outfits to guard the ranch, you yeah. know, with their M16s and their guns and all that stuff. They look like they're ready to to hold the airport at Kabul. And I'm yeah. like, why do these guys need to be dressed like they're they're in Afghanistan, wearing they're on a ranch in the middle of nowhere? And is this because of the uh, transdimensional space aliens? They're going to shoot them with their uh, their M16s, and uh, uh, I think it's to protect the people on the ranch from the 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 hate that is surrounding this place. You mean by the Indians? By the Indians, yeah. So unit unit uh, unit U- reservation. So the thing is, is uh. Reservation land is sovereign. So, if you are, so say you're a, a Native American, you live next door to Skinwalker Ranch, uh, you hate the people at Skinwalker Ranch and the people that have stolen the best land in your reservation, and um, you decide to mess with the people. So, you go over there and you do stuff and um, whatever that is. So the people that are working the ranch or own the ranch or whatever, they call the local sheriff. Local sheriff can come over and he can't do anything because he, although in that county, apparently there's a lot of conflict because the sheriff does go on to reservation land and arrest people, Mm -hmm. um, which is um, because the reservation is such a patchwork quilt because of the land that was taken from the Indians, which they stopped doing that in 19 laws were passed to stop the state from doing that in 1934. And um, plus there's a lot of oil, I guess, oil and gas underneath it. And I think that was pretty much stolen from the Indians. And so, so if you, so you go on to, you, so you're an angry person. You go in on to um, Skinwalker Ranch and you decide to kill a cow or do something. And uh, you go back to your, your, you know, ranch, which is in reservation territory, the local sheriff, the county sheriff, he can come up, he can talk to you, and you can just go, fuck you. Yeah. I'm not talking to you. Uh, the He has to go to the uh, reservation police and say, hey, I think uh, this guy over here has been messing with the uh, ranchers. What's the reservation police going to go? He's going to go, fuck yeah. you. Yeah, Stop yeah. arresting my people on, on our land. Uh, and, you know. Or whatever. Yeah. So I think uh, Skinwalker is an island surrounded by hate, and um, all the weird stuff and the, and stuff that happens there is because there are people in the area that just like to mess with the people that own the ranch. And this goes back the the tribe supposedly that the Uintah Indians have uh, supposedly been there for two thousand years. 
So, yeah. so I think there's a there's a lot of problems, and this is this is Mormons versus Indians, and um, you know, Mormons. It, so Utah Cowboys. Utah was settled mostly by Mormons, so it's the Mormons yeah. versus Indians, and there's not a lot of love lost between them. So, uh, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I think that's the easiest explanation for what's happening on Skinwalker Ranch. I think it's also an explanation why the new owner. Um, there's not seeing anything magical happens because they got cameras and all the stuff around here. And in that documentary, they were going, you know, it's like they know where the cameras are pointing and they do stuff yeah. just out of sight. You mean like a person that's trying to mess with you would do? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's my take on Skinwalker. I think it's just a bunch of, a uh, bunch of longstanding hate being uh, expressed against the, uh, uh, people who own the ranch well so. even as it goes back way back into i don't know how far back where they had this the skinwalker which is this entity that comes in and kills you yeah. um yeah that's that's the native american tr- it's probably a native american coming in to kill you you just oh yeah because yeah. you know how they'll dress themselves up yeah yeah um and it's all scary yeah and then they come in and you know yeah it, you're you should be leaving because this stuff's coming in and um but i don't know if these they attack the indians too so i don't know it might have been territorial also yeah where where did you, you see know? that they attack the indians now there's two different issues i should say in that area there's two different issues there's skinwalker right uh, which i think has a long-standing history of hate be, you know, with the indians against the occupying forces and their reservation and then there's the Utah, there's the uh, ufo sightings that's two different things. Right. So there was a lot of UFO sightings in that area. And that's Frank B. Salisbury books, the Utah UFO display. Uh, in his older book, he wrote all about the, uh, the UFO sightings. And then in his newer book, he does talk about Skinwalker Ranch. But that is starting, I think, in the 90s is when they were seeing that. Yeah, the real skin. Well, I mean, this Skinwalker thing's been going on for ages. Ninety six I mean, is what the earliest date that I'm seeing in this book. Although I haven't read it yet. Although you know, are these radiation readings real? Where are radiation? Well, the radiation. I mean, there's always it's. You're always what about the mystery? What about the mystery bump on that guy's head? Mystery. Did you bump. watch the skin? Watch? Did you watch the series? Yes. The news? Uh, yes, it was like the mystery. Yeah, it was like the mystery bump on Season Bob's two. head. Yeah, so it can remove it. Yeah. So, so now I don't, I don't I, yeah. feel good. Well, they, they're in places like, man, I just don't feel good. They walk oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, and, and you know, if you don't, uh, I mean, you got that physicist who managed to poison himself because he's stupid enough to pull open an, an old well before they did a careful reading. Remember, I the talked sister. about that? Yeah. Yeah. The sister and the guy's going, let's get the radioactive. The guy goes, well, let's get this stuff ready. He's like trying to get the, uh, Geiger counters ready to check the well, and the guy just like rips the top off of it, and he goes, "Oh, too late!" And then the guy gets radiation poisoned. Well, so, the radiation, I guess, <clears throat> came from the radiation. It builds up. Bomb, and it, well, well bomb te- we had bomb tests. It's in there. the soil. I mean, if you have yeah. uh, the rate, there's natural levels of radiation. I don't know where the nearest um, uranium mines are, but there's, um, you know, there is natural radiation and it does build up in spaces and radon people's basements uh build up radiation i was at a guy's house once 
And for uh, we wanted to, they had a brick basement and we wanted to check it out because we've been reading about this. So if you run a vacuum cleaner, you put a filter over the end of a vacuum cleaner and then run the vacuum cleaner for a while, like in a basement that has bricks, you know, the red bricks. Yeah. And uh, we, we put that in the basement. We ran it for like 10 minutes and then you, you measure the filter with the Geiger counter. That filter was screaming hot. The guy's house it was, 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 was really upset when he did that. Yeah. <clears throat> it was yeah. funny because this guy was a physicist and he's like, and I'm, I'm like, you know, the levels aren't, I worked with a lot of radiation. I go, that's the levels aren't that bad. And he's like, oh, I, I hope, I wonder if the landlord knows about this. That's, this is a very common thing with um, houses with basements with the red brick because it has a, a degree of, um, you know, radioactive is it, the, is it the pigment in the brick or what no it's the clay because there's uh, like depleted uranium or something in the Dep- clay oh and, that's nice and it leaks uh it, it leaks radon gas slowly over time so you have a basement it's enclosed it's sitting and it builds up and uh, i wanted to test this in this guy's basement because they just moved into this place and i knew the house had been sitting there for a while i'm like this would be a great place to see if this is true and yeah, yeah, the guy was pretty freaked out. But all you do is is you just vent the basement, open a window, and let it air out for a little bit. It's not a problem. But that guy opened that well, you know, that well, who knows how long that well's been closed? 50 years? You're letting a lot of gas out. That's why he got burned from it, dummy. And he was a physicist. He should have known better. It's just bizarre. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we used to go exploring in different places. I just we didn't have anything that was you know any houses or anything to like. You know, I used to go dove hunting down and you know down by um, the Air Force Base down in uh, Vacaville. Yeah, and uh, you know there would be abandoned ranches and stuff. There a lot of weird. There wasn't anything weird. It was just it was cool. You know, I was but yeah. it would be nice. You know, you don't really see anything. You know that you could open up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It didn't find anything. Well, I mean, there's a great setup in that thing on the Skinwalker uh, show. Was because the other guy was like, you could see him. He's getting their Geiger counter ready to check the well. It's like let's just crack it a little bit, put the Geiger count up there, and and then just measure, see if it's hot. And if it was hot, then you just you you know you pull it open a little more, and you go away for a while, let it air out. But no, this yeah. guy had to rip it open. I'm a physicist. Yeah, you're not. You're uh, stronger than radiation too, which you didn't prove. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Then all of a sudden, oh, and when the other guy went, oh, I guess too late. Yeah, yeah. the other guy was radio. Oh, too late. <laughs> uh, I guess I don't. Well, too late. You've already got it on you. I mean, yep. radiation is nothing to spur around with. Oh God. So yeah, I don't. Uh, I think the best, simplest explanation for Skinwalker Ranch is hate. Um. And I actually feel sorry for um, uh, what's his name, the the guy that uh, paid for all that stuff originally. The uh, the new originally or the, the original newest? guy, the original guy Bigelow. Well, a guy owned it before Bigelow ran. Yeah, and another guy bought it, and uh, and he's he's doing the TV show and <clears throat> milking it for all it's worth. Brandon Brandon. Was his name Fugger? Yeah, Fugger, something like that. Fugger. He needs a he needs a better photographer and a better tailor from looking at his pictures. Well, he's a rich, you know he's a rich man. He comes in and like you said, is he? Uh, well, anyway, yeah, he's a rich man. And yeah, he's he, in on his black helicopter. Yeah, 
<laughs> no, I mean it's great. I think it's I think it's interesting. He paid a lot of money for the ranch, but I think he's sort of buying it. He wasn't buying the land; he's buying the uh, reputation totally. of the land. Yeah. And now he's making his money back by doing this TV show. But I think the simplest uh, explanation for what's going on at Skinwalker and my interpretation of the weird events that were happening around there is has to do with. Um, People that hate the people that stole the land that are working this land and they're just messing with the people. Yeah. Um, it's the well, simplest I'm- explanation. And the people as a Native American coming in there and messing with the people, once you're on uh, tribal lands, they can't touch you unless they unless you they actually saw somebody caught them on camera killing somebody on the ranch, then you could call in the federal authorities to come in and arrest the person. Other than that, they have complete independence to do whatever they want. And the only thing you can do is go to the tribal police and say, Hey, you need to uh, do something. The tribal police is going to tell you to fuck off. Yeah. So, but it's, it's, it's Oak Island for all of you out there that have watched Oak Island. It's just Oak Island with UFOs, which what's Oak Island's treasure is to skinwalkers UFOs. Cause it's, you don't find much of anything and it keeps you, it doesn't even, you get to the end. It's Oak Island. You, you had a little, seemed to have a little hope at the end of the episodes, at least early on, not in the later ones. I gave up on it. But <laughs> it's, um, I mean, but it had me hooked. It did have me I, hooked. I, I, I'm actually thinking about checking out the early episodes just for the fun factor. Yeah, it was fun in the beginning. And now they've punched so many holes in this poor yeah. island. You know, they've drained the swamp. Yeah, we got permission because they're in Nova Scotia. Another year, they're going to go back. There's not going to be an island anymore. It's going to be excavated down to the waterline. Yeah, nothing. Okay, well, I guess we didn't find anything. See you guys. And wow, this is nonsense. Yeah. So, um, but this, I get to the end of an episode of The Skinwalker, the new one, and uh-huh. I feel. I came up empty-handed, uh, totally not not Oak Island empty-handed. Like this is a waste of an hour because yeah. they went nowhere. Yeah. Well, they and, put in they put in know. more sensors, more cameras, which makes and then they have all these uh, guys running around with you know full full combat gear. Um, the local native, the Native Americans aren't sneaking in there to mess with stuff because it's too well covered, and there's too much yeah. too much uh, too much going on. Whereas with yeah. um, when Bigelow was there and the other guy was there, they didn't have complete coverage of the area. They didn't have as much, you know, as many sensors and stuff. I have a sneaking suspicion that um, probably there's video that Bigelow has that shows people sneaking around, and they uh, that might be why they gave up on it. I think Bigelow was conned left, right, and sideways with a lot of his investigations. And um, I think he had people around him that were just more interested in extracting money from him than genuinely investigating the phenomena that he is interested in. So, but that's my opinion. I don't know. Well, well, they carried it on through this, you know, the, you know, the new guy bought it from him. I don't think he really, he may have lost money because he invested. Oh, he's, he he's, he's getting his money out of the show. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's a production. I mean, he's, he's got his money back. It's not a big deal. But mainstream, um, you've, Apologists such as ourselves. Yes. Um, you know, you watch this thing and, it, you know, I don't know what person actually gets hooked into this. I don't know if it's going to go season three, honestly. It's well, I watched I watched all of season one. and um, you Season two is worse. Oh, God. Season one I found interesting. And then, yeah. 
Uh, it, yeah, just, the it just it just doesn't was good and fun. The setup was yep. fun. It was yep. good. They introduced us to the different areas. They did. They got this dead. I mean, sorry out there, the spoiler alert, but a dead cow dies. The other cows wander away from it, and it's been you know it, yeah. it's been surgically altered and but yeah. there's no flies. And so the interesting thing is, no flies land on this. Oh, but yeah. you know, the, then the then the uh, vet comes out, cuts you know, brings a sawzall out. Cuts his leg off, brings it back for to his lab. I can't remember if he even found any, or if we even got that far yet. Where he um, took the cow's leg and investigated to see if there was anything unusual because it just died randomly. They, yeah, which cows they sometimes die randomly. Yeah. Well, um, the previous owners before Bigelow got there, they had a lot of cows who were not dying randomly. I think they were actively being, you know, killed. Um, yeah. So, well, it could have wild animals down in there. Well, you know, I think it was, yeah, I think it was, I don't think it was wild animals that were killing. They were, there was people, the previous owners were saying, we thought someone was messing with us. And I'm like, yeah, someone was messing with you. And that calf that was, yeah. was killed and the mother that was uh, injured, uh, the mother was injured because they roped her in one, one leg, tied, probably tied the other end to a fence post or a tree grabbed the calf, drug it off and butchered it. And that's just, that's just hate. And because yeah. when they did an analysis of the calf, they saw that the, the cuts were done with, with metal implements. So that was just, that was a message of hate sent to the owners. And then they also were saying, well, you know, they somehow these, these uh, breeding cows were, were lured into this shed. You realize how hard it is to uh, get one of these guys to do anything. Yeah. I can tell you how hard it is. Give me an apple. Yeah, I can I can lead that guy oh, anywhere I want. You know, let him smell the apple. He'll walk yeah. into a shed. So yeah, I, I just don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like being treated like I'm a fool. And I feel like um, if you look into the history of Skin Skinwalker Ranch, uh, the way that the Native Americans were treated, the way that they're presenting this stuff with a minimal sort of minimal level of exposure, it's a bunch of crap. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah well that's devin my opinion too we always we, yeah we seem to always come back to that when we discuss it it's like this is and she'll she's not she'll accompany me on my forays into ufo you know films and yeah she actually was watching skinwalker but now she watches it with the eye of this is garbage yeah and she yeah. makes fun of it yeah. we end up making fun of it um but i don't see how it can carry i don't at least yeah, you need oh, to have a, you need to have a theme and you need to carry yeah, it through. They found a button. Yeah, found a button. Yeah, I don't. They're gonna have to. Find, they're gonna have to find something more tangible to carry it another season. They found nothing. I mean, they really have found nothing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they've looked and they found petroglyphs. Where they say petroglyphs of the. You know, yeah, which shows uh, you that that area was the center of the. Yeah. Uh, Unita people and it's been yeah. taken from them and the best land has been taken from them. there's a lot of stuff has been stolen from them on that reservation and people think that oh the, the the native americans are nice and sort of passive and and well read about read about geronimo who is awesome read about yeah. you know the apache wars geronimo was fan was a super warrior uh, who was uh, when they when he surrendered, I think the fourth or fifth time to the um, U.S. cavalry, uh, they kept him as a prisoner of war for the rest of his life because they were afraid he'd go out and start, you know, 
running doing rampant. His, yeah, yeah, doing yeah. what he did best, which was doing ki- what Geronimo does. Yeah, killing <laughs> killing settlers and pioneers. So, um, yeah, John Geronimo was something else. The guy was great. Where did you, did you look at? I know you got that book. You got the same book I do, and I haven't. It's a the Utah yeah. UFO display. It's a more of a like a reference book almost. Yeah, I haven't I haven't read it. I ordered it. Um, what what's your question? Well, it, where did at what point did this get cordoned off? And you know the oh the like, reservation the, stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't Caucasian know. Caucasian people took it. I it mean, stopped but, in they know. stopped it in 1934. Uh, yeah. I haven't done any research on that, but I did when I was in college. Uh, you have to do all this um, general education stuff. And uh, all my general education that I could fit in was um, anthropology. So, and a lot of it was uh, Native American. So, I, you know, based on my, you know, education, limited education, the history of Native Americans, and uh, my friends that are Native Americans, because I, I had to think back. I go, do I know any Native? Do I know any Native Americans? And I do. I have yeah. um, um, four or five people that are. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. A uh, guy that uh, lives in Oakland. Uh, he's he's uh, Native American, a part Native American. A woman I worked with, who's at was it? Uh, can't remember. It's Harvard or she's at Harvard or MRT right now. Really, really sharp lady. And a uh, good friend of mine when I was in grad school, uh, although she, she died of a heart attack a few years ago, which is horrible. She was Native American. Oh, oh wow. Um, Brian, remember my brother's friend, Brian? Yes, Becker Leg. Becker Leg, yeah. Uh, he's Native American. And is he still around? Well, uh, I don't know. It's a long time ago. He was. Uh, is he probably passed by now? I don't know. Right. I don't know. I mean, last time, I haven't seen him. Last time I saw him, was probably 30 years ago. And it was uh, interesting. Yeah, I had my, had the, uh, well, it was your bike, your motorcycle. And he came up and he said, Oh, that's a doke. A doke. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And he's looking at it, its double overhead cam, Brian. Yeah. It's not really doke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was, yeah, he got a doke. He was an interesting guy. He was nice, guy. though. He, he was, was a nice guy. Like, he was an interesting he guy. He was like Danny. He's like harmless, nice. You know. Yeah, like, and he had. Uh, oh, yeah, he had his his issues, but yeah, and he was funnier, and he was he, he was yeah he would he might have been doing that on purpose. Just he's to, screwing with me. I know. Yeah, probably. But he, uh, he I can't remember. He was. I, I got. I got. I'm not going to go into stories about Brian, but he's got some great funny stories about him. But anyway, it was him and. Uh, or someone else. So it's like, you know, that our culture, as especially where we grew up out in the West, I mean, we were sort of, we knew many people that were Native Americans or at least part Native American. And this isn't just someone like uh, we had that senator that said she was Native American and they got, you know, all these good jobs and all this stuff. Uh, right. These are people that carry the Bureau of Indian Air Affairs card uh, that right. documents because the BIA actually does extensive genealogical documentation of people and their you know, their tribal status. So these are people that have documented tribal status and not someone going, I'm like that Senator going, I'm a native America. Give me a job at Harvard. So, (laughs) um, yeah, God, but anyway, yeah, I think, uh, there is not a lot of love between the, uh, 
Unitah Indians and the Mormon settlers who came in and basically um, messed with their reservation. And I think that's what's going on with Skinwalker. Are you are you insinuating there might be a strong Mormon tie-in? Well, it's Utah. Yes, there's a lot of, yeah. I mean, the guy that bought it is Mormon. Um, I think Bigelow is Mormon. Harry Reid is Mormon. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I mean, it's a Utah. So it's a, it's a, there's a lot of Mormons in Utah. Yeah. So, and I should say, you know, my dad um, helped build the, the Mormon church in the town we grew up in. Really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So. That's um, incredible. Yeah. So, yep. But anyway, um, that's it. For that, so my rant, Washington, my rant so, on Skinwalker. That's your rant on Skin. So we got the Washington merry-go-round, and it's. I mean, I could read off several reports. Of, well, we talked about this before yeah. from the um, yeah. from the flying saucers from outer space with Donald Kehoe, right. and uh, there was. Uh, and we were able to get through a book in one episode. Yeah, that's because we were fast. <laughs> we were fast. <laughs> We didn't get sidetracked by current events. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, July 20th, 1952, uh, at the ATCC Washington National Airport sightings. Uh, this is from the uh, Flying Saucers from Outer Space by Donald Kehoe. Um, uh, blips appeared at 1240, I think p.m. Seven blips right. appeared. One-sided bright orange glow. No interceptors available. Capital Airline pilots saw one 90-degree turns, rapid acceleration, 100 to 500 miles per hour. Estimate based on radar observations. Circled Washington, D.C. for two hours. Um, we were no, unable to get any fighters up there? At the, least at, at the first night, they were not able to get um, fighters up there. Right. And uh, let's see... Blah, blah, blah. Annette, oh, these are different reports from that. They eventually got some F-94s up that way. They did. Um, and they and said. They ran. And then they ran. You know, things are scurrying away. Right? Yeah. And they, uh, let's see, anything else? I'm just going through my. Yeah. Um, nope. I'm not seeing. I don't have a lot from that. So, but we talked about that. That's And there was that docu, docudrama that about UFOs and that incident with uh, CHOP which Chop contributed. I think he might've even written or contributed to the script in that docudrama that was done. And that was uh, several nights. Um, He's also mentioned in this chapter too. Chop is. Well, that was, so they had, so if, so there were several nights, there was uh, the report, lots of report sightings of UFOs over the Washington DC area, over the, around the airport, over the white house. Um, the um, one of the tower operators looked and there was a huge fiery orange sphere hovering in the sky. Uh, they talked about temperature inversions. Um, they didn't see anything about temperature. The, the temperature in- inversions didn't seem to hold water. And uh, they did uh, a bunch. Remember, the bunch of reporters went to um, the airport when they sent right. out the interceptors and all the reporters were in the radar room and chop and the, whoever kicked, kicked them all out. Yeah. And yeah. they said for security reasons. And what I later, I don't know if it was in this, in um, you could, you could help with this. I don't remember, but in um, uh, Ruppelt's book, 
they the or I saw this somewhere. The reason or Chop said that they they kicked the all the reporters out of the room because they thought it was going to be a first con- a contact situation. They thought they were going to be able to actually have some sort of event with the flying saucer. And that sort of happened because then the pilot, remember the pilot, this F-94 did get an intercept. Right. And he was right next, he was looking at him and he's flying alongside him and he's looking at him and he goes, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just straight up said, what do I, what what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. He's like looking at one of these things and, um, well, the other story with the radar is that we had advanced radar technology and they thought that possibly it would be a security issue having everybody looking because the screens are giant. The radar screens. Well, the old ones. Stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah there's, I don't know what the new ones like. I haven't seen them. Feet, but the, yeah, the new ones are probably just more. I, I, I toured a, a Passover center years ago in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. I was able to go in and, and, see the place and I, they were big then, but I, you know, that was 30 years ago. So, right. Um, and, but yeah, it's interesting. They're, you know, they're able to see these things and they, you know, screwed them out of the room. And then there was the headlines that fiery objects outrun jets over capital investigation veiled in security following vain chase. And then jets alerted, for saucers, interceptors chase lights in DC skies. And then there's an expert here to push story as objects in skies reported again. I mean, these things were, they were freaking out. These things were over, you know, the U.S. Capitol. Yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, they had, uh, what do we got here? They had, then they had that press conference with, right. uh, and that's actually mentioned in. I have the status report for Project Blue Book number eight, which covers that period of time. Uh, I just saw this. They said something about the press conference balloons stuff. More well, stuff. then they, the, the next ju- headline tw- is Air Force debunk saucers as just natural phenomenon. Yeah, and that was in the Kehoe book where they were saying the reporters were walking out of the um, the press conference that was held at the Pentagon, and that was d- by. Uh, Major General John A. Sampford, Director of Intelligence, United States Air Force. Uh, uh, 29 July 52 press conference. So, Director of Operations. Uh, others participated. Major General M. Ramey, Director of Operations, Air Force Officer of Air Tech Intelligence Center. And this is from Project Blue Book's Unclassified Confidential Report, number eight. Uh, in essence, General Sanford stated that the, to date, there were no indications that any of the reported objects that could not be identified constitute a menace to the United States. However, the Air Force would continue to give the subject adequate, but not frantic attention. And what was really interesting is that they didn't let Ruppelt do an investigation. And when you look at this um, Project Blue Book report for that time, they don't have anything about the Washington event. They have a actually pretty cool graph which shows uh, charts the number of sightings against um, uh, articles. So they have from June, July, August, September, and then they have the Look Magazine article, Life Magazine, Look Magazine article, and they're just using this to show that after those magazine articles appeared, uh, the uh, number of reports didn't go up. 
But then they right. show, then they went way up, uh, publicized incident at Washington, D.C., and then it's highly publicized incident at Washington, D.C., and then they show Air Force press conference uh, on UFOs. And so there's a big peak around there, and then they go, there's an article in New Yorker. I don't know if I'm familiar with that one. And uh, they don't. They show that there isn't an increase of UFO reports after these these events. But what was weird was that here is here was Rupelt, head of Project Blue Book, and the Pentagon wouldn't give him a car so he could go check things out. Yeah. And they basically t- told him he would have to take the bus. Yeah. But, but not yeah. only that, they wouldn't give him a car. He couldn't. Talked, he couldn't t- find anybody to authorize him a car. Told him he had to take a bus or you know pay for a cab out of his own pocket. Plus, he right. had to report back to um, was it Wright Patterson within right. a, within like a day, or he would have gotten in trouble. So it's like they had the guy, they had the head of Project Blue Book at Washington D.C. immediately after a major UFO event. And they didn't let him do anything. And then even yeah. in his report, the only thing they talk about the event is the press conference. And then you go into the incident reports, no mention of uh, Washington, D.C. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and then there was the, yeah. the you said he was, he was uh, hammered in the uh, lobby of the hotel. People wanted a statement from him. Yeah. 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 And he was, yeah. What's he going to say? He goes, they're not letting me do uh, anything. Yeah. His hands were tied at this point. I decided that instead of giving a mysterious no comment, I would tell the truth. I have no idea what the Air Force is doing. In all probability, it is doing nothing. That's what he told the press. Incredible. Yeah. Press conference found out that the press conference had been dismissed on grounds that the procedure is used and is were classified. Yeah, that's when they kicked him out, which was nonsense. I knew that it was absurd because any ham radio operator worth his salt could build equipment and listen in on an intercept. The real reason for the press dismissal, I learned, was that not a few people in the radio room were positive that this night would be the big night in UFO history. The night when a pilot would close in on and get a good look at a UFO and they didn't want the press to be in on it. So, and then that's what happened. The guy got in and got close and he goes, what do I do? That document, that documentary, that's a great scene. It's like, what do I do? Yeah. I yeah. mean, here we are again, which came up empty handed with, you know, although they were able to, you know, track these things, but, um, you know, he's not able to really, I don't know what's to report. You know? I don't know, I mean, but it's interesting because he also says that this press conference was the largest and longest the Air Force had held since World War II. Convened oh, at 4, really? Yeah, convened at 4 p.m. Uh, General Samford made an honest effort to straighten out the Washington and national sightings, but the cards are stacked against him before he started. Uh, Major Dewey Fornett and Lieutenant Holcomb, who had been at the airport during the sightings, were extremely conspicuous by their absence, especially since it was common knowledge among the press that they weren't convinced the UFOs picked up on radars were weather targets. And that's, I think, what they were reporting is that it was a weather inversion. Right. And the operators are going, this is no weather inversion. 
So, yeah, good stuff. So, yeah, so he, you know, as we run through the trap, the chapter, I mean, he, this is where he's at now. He can't, you know, his hands are tied at the moment. And, well, I think, I think this is the beginning of the end of sort of the positive aspect of um, Project Blue Book. I mean, they were getting a lot of um, a lot of positive sort of reinforcement from the Pentagon. The reports talking about the cameras, and they're getting to, ready to deploy these cameras with these diffraction gratings, and nothing ever happened with these cameras. They're building them. They're getting ready to send them out according to these reports, but nothing happened from it. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. You're, you're thinking, what are you thinking? Blue books, they're not winding down yet. I mean, it's no, they didn't wind it down until six, they didn't die until 64, right? Yeah. It's 69. Uh, is 69? when they, after wow. the Condon report. So, um, yeah, I don't know. They, uh, I think that it's just the the momentum for Blue Book went up until this point, and it's obvious that Rupelt, the support for Rupelt doing a honest appraisal of what was going on, is gone at this point. If they won't give him a car, they didn't let him even investigate this incident when he's in D.C. When he's there, right? Right. Um, they shut him down. So, hey, last thing, we got a few more minutes. Um, yeah, you want to mention the Roswell stuff? Yeah, so the new uh, Kufos, Kufos, Kufos periodical, Kufos, the international Kufos. UFO reporter. So you picked up uh, the international UFO reporter from September, October, nineteen eighty nine, volume fourteen, yes. number five. And what's interesting about that is that the uh, Kufos is doing an archaeological investigation of the Roswell site, and um, you know we can talk about that a little more next week yeah but uh yeah it's cool it's interesting they went out there they looked around they did surveys they talked to the son of the rancher who was able to like point out the exact site of where it is and then they um um you know are following it up so i don't know where it goes from here they talk about they'll put more stuff in later newsletters but there was a book written uh by people involved in it which by thomas carey and don schmidt witness to roswell which i think talks about well, they went and uh, uh, interviewed people, and I hope they talk about the Roswell site investigation. So I started looking into this because I didn't know anything or really think anything about the Roswell incident. I always thought it was sort of a hoax type thing. So apparently this is one of the better books. And then uh, a guy named Moore wrote and Berlitz wrote a book in 1980 called The Roswell Incident, which is what got the ball rolling on people thinking about Roswell as a, 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 UFO, a genuine UFO crash site. So I don't know. We'll take a look. I got, we have, I have reading to do in the future. <laughs> so, but yeah, so yeah, I'm sorry. Roswell's huge. I know we always say, I know in the be- very few episodes in the beginning of our, of the podcast, I said, you know, we're going to mention Roswell a million times, you know, a- along with the, the guy who had, coined the phrase flying saucer over um you saw the six flying saucers how they oh yeah um uh, uh, what's his name arnold guy's name? arnold arnold. arnold arnold yeah so you know those were the beginnings and um 
I know Roswell. When was I? In the 80s. So they did archaeological. Studies. 1989, they, they went out there and did a survey of the site. You you have the, the thing. I just but read it. it give, does it give the results? Uh, they they didn't really find anything. Read the article. It's a preliminary oh, well. assessment of the site. Uh, we'll talk. Let's talk about it next time. And it's uh, it's interesting. But it's got me thinking about uh, Roswell. I mean, I never thought anything about uh, Skinwalker Ranch. And I was intrigued by, actually, I was intrigued by what I saw from watching the first series of that. But, yeah, you've heard my opinion. And my opinion of what's going on at Skinwalker, which I think has nothing to do with trans-dimensional space aliens and has a lot to do with angry Native Americans. And... and and documentary type money yes and uh, making a buck so yeah <laughs> making a buck making so a buck all about yeah and i've actually i i from what i've seen to talk about bigelow i i i think bigelow is a very interesting man with genuine interest in exploring this stuff i think he's been taken to a cleaners by a lot of people along the way did you see his interview with rogan i watched i watched most of it i watched about out of it i haven't finished it because you know yeah. i have i do have other things to do yeah other than other, other than yeah other other than collecting a massive library of, of uh, <laughs> ufo books i did my bibliography of the ufo books i've got together so do you have a count How i many do books? i have including uh ebooks and pdfs of things that i've found online i have 91 um hold, essentially hold. Holy crap. Yes, and I ordered another three. I ordered another three books this morning. I ordered uh, the two Roswell books and uh, what was the third one? Oh, uh, yeah. You know the Philadelphia Experiment? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy Moore wrote a book on the Philadelphia Experiment. I, I think I read this a long time ago. I love that story. Yeah. What um, was it called? Uh, this, the one that I ordered by Moore, I think the Philadelphia experiment. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I read, I read a book, about, but it was I, a story. It wasn't like the well, I, I read documentation a, of what happened. Yeah. I read a book. That, I think I might've read this guy's book. I'll find out when I get it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But this guy, yeah, we'll see. So yeah, I'll look into, you know, who knows, maybe in a, a month or so I'll be going a rant about how Roswell is totally bogus. So <laughs> I uh, hope not. Yeah, I hope I would. I would love to not do that, but uh, I'm all right. You ready to wrap? Ready We're wrap done. It up? We're done for today. All right. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Pro Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to Alien Pro Podcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook at alienprobe.net, Twitter and at Alien Pro Pod. See us on YouTube. We're not on video yet, but uh, we've got our uh, we, we're, we've got our props. We're getting there. Thanks to our senior producer Robert Anthony, and thanks again for joining us, Doctor Bill. Okay, I'll see you. See, see you next time. All right, all right. <laughs>